the Watchdog on Wall Street podcast, explaining the news coming out of the complex worlds of finance, economics, and politics, and the impact it will have on everyday Americans. Author, investment banker, consumer advocate, analyst, and trader, Chris Markowski. Yeah, I got a kick out of this uh, editorial piece today in the Wall Street Journal. Um, <laughs> again, you never know where they stand on anything. They were very much, they were not fans of, of Donald Trump by, by any stretch. Um, but they're coming out and they're saying that uh, Biden is not a moderating political force uh, by any stretch. And again, I've said it. uh, (laughs) Joe Biden, Joe Biden is not running the show. Okay, he's a he's a place holder. Uh, Joe Biden wouldn't have gone for this stimulus package back in the day by any stretch of the imagination. Um, The Wall Street Journal is taking a basically it's a an echo of what we have been saying here on this program. What? Since uh, Joe Biden took it, he is frontman. In other words, he is the name on the package. Uh, I, I compared him to the character Lady Eloise from the fantastic, fantastic Eddie Murphy film Boomerang. Contrast that with the latest Eddie Murphy film, Coming to America 2, which was, oh man, was it bad? Just, just please, please, just pretend it didn't happen. Just pretend, because the first one was so good. Just pretend the second one didn't happen. Anyway, basically, um, yeah, the, the left, they're, man, they're good at what they do. They really are. They're good at what they do. They're organized. They have their shit together. They had their shit together when Obama won. Yeah, Obama pulled off that coup de grace, that, that, uh, getting all of that stuff done in his first two years. Hell no. That was ready to go. Now, compare and contrast that to the Republicans. Donald Trump wins. They have the House. They have the Senate. They can't even repeal and replace Obamacare, even though they were jumping up and down and saying that that was what they were going to do since 2008 or since 2009. So, yeah, um, Ron Klain at the helm has got his peeps and Joe Biden is doing what he's supposed to do. He shows up where he needs to show up. He signs what he needs to sign. Just that simple. There isn't any sort of real opposition. The Republican Party is a disaster. Uh, again, I, I, I mentioned on the program, was it two weeks ago, three weeks ago, CPAC? I can't remember. Donald Trump came to speak there, and I was watching what was going on. It's a joke. Joke with buzzwords and stupid speeches and the same crap. There's no teaching. There's no effort involved in trying to explain to people why the stimulus package is wrong. Why? Why is it not good to send out $1,400 checks to a large swath of the country? Why is it not good to continue to put people on welfare? Why is it not good? They don't bother trying to get it. No, 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 no. The stimulus package is popular. It's popular. We don't want to buck the trend, Mr. Markowski. So we'll just go over little nuanced stuff in there, like felons getting money, people in jail getting money. Oh, yay. Yay. You really got them there, huh? 
The Republican Party is a disaster. It's been a disaster for a long, long time. I actually, I, I couldn't remember. I knew John McCain was one. I, I go back to 2000. I go back to 2000 and um, George W. Bush ekes out a win against Al Gore. And I couldn't remember who the other candidates were running uh, for the Republican nomination. And, and well, I knew John McCain uh, was also uh, Steve Forbes. Steve For- Forbes was doing that as well. Uh, Gary Bauer, I think Elizabeth Dole wanted to run. Fred Thompson, I, I, there was a, a bunch, but there, you know, it, oh, Alan Keyes was another one that was involved at that point in time. Um, take a look at the Republican Party from then. Again, two thousand one, we get attacked. Nine eleven happens. Um, okay, 2001, 2001, and, and look at us now, look, look, at, look at where we are at now, we're still, we're still in frickin' Afghanistan, Chinese are laughing, Chinese are laughing, they have to do a damn thing, they had a story here, oh, people are worried about uh, China's amping up its military, they don't have to, we, we'll, we'll destroy ourselves before they need to do it. We'll do it to ourselves. We're basically following the Soviet model right now in self-destruction. You know what the Republicans are good at? Sending me freaking emails. If I get one more freaking email from Josh Hawley asking for money, I'm going to throw up in my mouth. I'm not giving you a dime, buddy. Don't ask. Stop asking. Stop sending me freaking emails. Not giving you any money. Oh, we're all trying, all trying to jockey for the big position so they can run for the presidency in uh, four years. And the, the idea out there, I mean, it may hold. The filibuster may hold. Joe Manchin, that might be a bridge too far for him. But again, if you were smart, if you were smart, you'd start targeting districts like Joe Manchin's district. You might be able to win some of them back. But, uh, man, they, they got they got you played. The country wants this. They want these checks. They want these handouts. They want these giveaways. Buying votes. Look at what you did. And, again, I, I mentioned this yesterday on the show. I'm going to mention it again. I, I don't care. Super Trump's just going to get mad. He will put that one on him. Okay? He's the one that suggested we send out $2,000 in the last package. That was his idea. It was his Idea. He didn't consult with Congress and consult two thousand bucks. How to make it about him? That's why one of the reasons why we lost. Well, it's one of the why he lost in Georgia. Ossoff and Warnock there. Vote for us and you'll get your $2,000. You vote for us, we'll get you your $2,000. Hey, that's not a bad deal. You mean all I got to do is, uh, is hand you this ballot? You'll, you'll fill the thing out for me, and uh, I'm going to get $2,000? Sure. Why not? Anyway, moving on. Um, again, it, 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 you might as well. I mean, you, 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 I mean, it's a huge win for the left. Huge. I can't. Uh, massive, massive win. Um, you might as well press, and that's what they're going to do. Um, 
they're going to try to push another $4 trillion in uh, stimulus here, spending over the next um, 10 years. He's got this Build Back Better plan. Oh, yeah. Build Back Better, $4 trillion on infrastructure and strategic industries, industries such as semiconductors, renewable energy, electric vehicles. Yeah. Got to create all sorts of jobs. Well, again, if you're part of the U.S. Chamber of Commerce, you're part of the big business uh, cabal that is part of the club that you're not a member of, I'm not a member of, you're happy. You're happy. The government's just going to give you contracts. You're a small business owner out there. Well, sucks to be you. Sucks to be you. You're not a member of the club. Try again. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so again, this is, um, they, they want to rewrite the economic narrative. Um, they're going to be doing all sorts of uh, spending. Uh, again, it's going to be great. Unions will be thrilled. Union job again, $4 trillion. I, I don't know what's going to be in it. I, I do remember, remember pushing back pretty hard against um, some of the things that Obama wanted remember, in his stimulus package, remember, stupid choo-choo trains. Oh, man, I'll never forget that. I was living in Florida at the time, and uh, they wanted to put high-speed rail between Tampa and Orlando. Now, mind you, um, by the way, the, uh, the crow flies, uh, it's about 70 miles. 70, 75 miles, high-speed rail. And, and again, uh, Tampa, Tampa nor Orlando are uh, spoke in the hub cities, meaning you get out of the you get out of a train, you got to get in a car. You, you get off a train in New York or Boston or Washington D.C., you can get on public transportation and you can go elsewhere. Orlando, for crying out loud! I just just so you know, um, Disney in the. Uh, you know, those parks there, Disney World, they're not in the city of Orlando. They're in Kissimmee, which is on the outskirts, and that's far. It's the, one, of the, one of the dumbest things I've ever heard of. It was just plain stupid. But again, it would have created jobs. And, and certain politicians bought up property where they thought the choo-choo train was going to go because then the government has to turn around and buy that property from them in order to put up the stupid choo-choo train. It would have created all sorts of government jobs. I used to play on the radio show. I used to play the uh, Simpsons song, the monorail song. Oh, the uh, town of Simpsons, uh, town of Springfield on the Simpsons got a windfall, and they decided to blow it. Tried to blow that windfall on a monorail, and uh, didn't work out too well. Anyway, um, Carl Rove had a piece today talking about how the Democrats nixed GOP spending bill improvements. What you, they're not going to bend to the Republicans at this point in time. Why? Why? I, again, this is like, you know, kids with a credit card with no limit on it. They're just going to spend, and they're going to spend, and they're going to spend, and you're going to tell them, no, no, we're going to do it anyway. No pushback. That was the beauty of this bill for them. Everybody wanted their checks, so nobody cared what else was in the bill or how it was structured. It didn't matter. 
Anyway, uh, Joe Biden, again, some of the journalists out there are complaining. They're none too happy because Biden has not done a press conference in, what, 49 days? I was supposed to do one today. I, I, I don't know. Why would he? Why would he do a press conference let me ask you, how, how did those daily press briefings work out for Donald Trump, those COVID press briefings? How did they work out for him? Sometimes it's, it's better, and especially the case for Joe Biden, just to kind of go hide somewhere. What are they going to do, make him? Oh, oh, he's not doing well. Yeah, I don't think he's doing well either. But getting Joe Biden to do a press conference is like asking, let's be honest, it's like asking Tony the Tiger to do a press conference for Kellogg or uh, you know Mickey Mouse coming out and giving a press conference on behalf of Disney. What's the point? Not going to happen. Not going to happen. Yeah, Orville Redenbacher's not going to come out and talk about his popcorn at the next uh, shareholder meeting. It's, it's people. It's stupid. Why would you have Biden come out if you don't need to? Now everybody's going to get paid. Yay. Party on Wayne. Party on Garth. All right. Um, Oh, here's that story I was talking about, how the United States is losing its edge, military edge in Asia, as uh, China looks like it's planning for war. And uh, I cannot, for the life of me, understand some of the capabilities that they're putting in the field, unless this is an aggressive posture. And I'm reading through this column, and I'm like, again, this is their neck of the woods. Um, you know, uh, we, we want to we wanna be a sum of assistance to India, ally of ours in the region. Okay. Okay, but um, again, China spends, they say, it's over $200 billion a year on defense. We're over seven hundred, over eight hundred billion, if I'm not mistaken. And all these are scare articles. Oh, China's going to catch us. They're going to beat it. Blah 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 blah. Well, if that's the case, we're really freaking incompetent because we spend a hell of a lot more money than they do. It's not even close. How about this? How about how about we just mind our own business? That'd be a great campaign slogan. Mind our own business. It's not our country. If they choose to live a certain way, they can choose to live a certain way. They want to govern a certain way. Fine. We have to stop with this Team America World Police nonsense. It's not working. Story uh, in the New York Times. um, Listen to this title. Am I in Manhattan or another sequel to Blade Runner? And I talk about Blade Runner, and uh, again, I'm a big fan of the movie. Um, one of my favorite sci-fi movies of all time. Both of the first one and the second one. Fifth Element is another one as well. Um, Blade Runner, yeah, I, I guess. I guess. Um, they're really doing a number on that place. In more ways than one. More ways than one. Next, they mentioned the article. The city is just stuffed with advertising wherever you look. It is. It's kind of eerily reminiscent to uh, the film. It's, it's everywhere. 
Okay. I mean, listen, people. Um, New York, I, I've said it here on the program. I know those people, you know, Seinfeld put on an op-ed, all optimistic, like New York was going to just bounce back and th- these things happen. Well, I, I wouldn't be so sure. I wouldn't be so sure. I think things are worse, much worse than anyone's even really letting on to. Uh, another quick story from the border. The Mexican president has come out and said that, hey, Joe, hey, Joe, you got to get this crap together down here on the border. This is causing all sorts of problems. Andres Manuel Lopez Obrador uh, says uh, Biden's immigration policy is encouraging illegal immigration and brings revenue to drug cartels through human trafficking operations at the U.S. border. Okay. All right, you can put that message out to Joe Biden. He'll probably never get that message. And if he did get the message, he'd be like, who? What? Where? How? That'll be Joe. He doesn't know. Anyway, I, um, I got a kick out of this. Um, I, you know, I try, I try to put my arms around things like this. At the end... People fall for stuff. Um, get rich quick, cons, world's second oldest profession. Uh, how many years have I been talking about the different types of bait that are used, greed and fear in regards to selling various different cons, scams, whatever it may be? Um, the SEC has actually come out and put out an alert. And, and I'm sorry, I'm, the SEC is my regulator. And, you know, the funny thing is, is they, they end up spending more time uh, looking into the good guys rather than actually dealing with the bad guys. And that's just my opinion. It is what it is. Um, they put out a, an investor alert about celebrity SPACs. Celebrity SPACs. If, if somebody, at some point in time, you, you know, you got to pick your battles. You really do. How shall I put this? If people are going to be that stupid, if they are going to be that stupid to go throwing their money into some company that is not a company, it's just a load of cash, and there's some celebrity or some basketball star or some rapper that is pushing this thing, what the hell's the matter with you? <laughs> Wake up. I mean, it's patently absurd. You get there's something wrong with you. Hey, listen, you lose. I, I mean, at some point in time, the SEC has to cut idiots loose. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. If you're going to get suckered in and you're going to lose money on some SPAC because it was pushed by, I don't know, Stefan Marbury. Uh, I don't know how his name came into my mind. I, I don't know what it was. I was, t- I was t- We were talking about Georgia Tech yesterday or something like that. Anyway, it doesn't make any difference what celebrity is, what rapper it is. You're going to invest based upon a celebrity endorsement of SPAC? Well, you know what? You lose, you lose. All right? That's gambling to me. And the SEC should be doing their job, not putting out investor alerts to idiots. At some point in time, you got to wake up. You know, speaking of which, did you see, uh, did you see GameStop? Was it yesterday? Was it uh, hit a, did it hit an all-time high, then all of a sudden dropped by 40%? Do you know how many... Um, how many phone calls I got uh, over the past uh, 12, 18 hours? Chris, can you come on our program to talk about what happened in GameStop yesterday? No. No. 
I'm not going to talk about what happened on game with GameStop yesterday because it's just stupidity is what it is. You're going to buy into all this crap? Your stock's moving 40%, hitting all the time, bouncing around. Is that based on any sort of reality? That's gambling, okay? Honestly, you might as go get a couple cockroaches and start gambling on them racing across the floor. Stupid. I can talk a little bit about, uh, I know it's been a, a topic um, that is near and dear, near and dear to my heart here because it's what I have to deal with on a regular basis. My job, that's inflation. And we talked about real interest rates in the United States at around negative 8%. Around negative 8%, at least, at least. Last night, um, last night, I, you know, everybody knows a real rough week for the Markowski family, unless my son's birthday. And um, we went out to we went out to dinner. He wanted a there's a burger joint in town of Huntington. I hadn't been there for a while. They had really good burgers. Um, five of us, five of us out for dinner. Um, I actually got I had a chicken sandwich type of a thing. My wife had some. Black bean patty over a salad. Honestly, and, and a few burgers. What did I have? I, I had two glasses of wine. My wife had a glass of wine. And that was it. That was it. So I, I get the bell. Burgers. Oh, uh, appetizer. A pretzel. You know, those big beer pretzels. Uh, a pretzel and some fries. And I get the bill. It's 180 bucks. And I'm like, you have got to be flipping kidding me. Whether the food was bad. Food was good. Good, but one hundred and eighty dollars with tip. What is it like? Close to two thirty-five, two two forty for five of us going out for burgers and fries. And I, I came out. And I said, and I told him, I said, I can't do this anymore. I said, this is getting nuts. It's getting nuts every single time, no matter where it is. The prices are absolutely insane. It's absurd. Just I'm not doing this. I, I could go and I could go to the butcher shop here and I could get filet mignon. I could get the best. This is a waste of money. I'm not doing it. I got to put my foot down. And not because I'm, I'm having a bad week. I'm trying to be angry. I'm just, you know, I've had enough. No, there's no inflation out there. Really? Really? And I saw this. Saw this. But do you remember the old, um, the old uh, Jeep Grand Wagoneer? You remember that? The old Jeep Grand Wagoneer, then that wood on the side. Those are pretty sweet. I, I actually looked up what they cost back in 1990. Fully loaded Jeep Wagoneer around 25 grand. 25 grand. Well, Jeep is unveiling a new Grand Wagoneer. Um, I'm not making this up. It's a Jeep. It's a freaking Jeep. $111,000 fully loaded. For a Jeep Grand Wagoneer. All right. No, no inflation out there. None whatsoever. Nothing to see here, everybody. Just keep moving on. Nothing to see. This is a, a bit of a warning. Um, seen this movie before. Um, Americans extracted more cash from their homes through uh, cash out refinancings in 2020 than in any year since the financial crisis. Yep, $152.7 billion in home equity last year, 42% increase. 
from 2009, the most 19, excuse me, the most since 2007. It's a bit of a recipe for disaster, kids. This is what it is. It's a bit of a recipe for disaster, but people's homes are, are going through the roof. And uh, got to be honest with you, I, I don't see that changing anytime soon. In certain markets around the country, it's just there's nowhere to build. It, house goes up for sale. It's sold like this. Even areas, like I said, that it got hit pretty hard in the financial crisis, Tampa. Uh, Tampa's a different city than it was back in 2008, 2009 completely. It is it is booming. It's booming. So, again, you get this mass exodus out of cities and urban areas. People have got to live somewhere. With that being said, not a good idea. Not a good idea. I, I know you you maybe wanted to put the pool in. And I listen, I get it. Okay, you're going to make an upgrade to your house like a pool. Let's say you wanted to take the money out of your house and do it that way. You were getting stir crazy because of the lockdowns. All right. All right. But make sure you have your financial house in order. Okay, make sure you're not racking up any sort of ridiculous credit card debt. Pay down that loan. Pay down that loan. Um, it, one of the worst things in the world, and I, again, I've been doing this a very, very long time, that I see what happens, it happens to families is they get in over their head. Don't do it. Um, quickly on this uh, next story, it's uh, in regards to, remember Scott Atlas was working for Donald Trump uh, towards the end of his presidency on COVID, and, um, and he's, made, he's insisting that the COVID lockdowns were the worst public health mistake in the last 100 years. Um, I, I, listen, I, I think they screwed up too. Um, I do. Uh, I, I think when you, you handle things a certain way, you handle things a certain way, and you make you get people tired, maybe more careless because you're making it last over time. I don't think that you followed the science. They didn't follow the science in the beginning. They followed the science that would have left kids, they would have left the college kids at school. They would have protected the older professors. They would have protected people at risk, and they would have stressed that that's what we need to do. That that's what was really important, and it was all over the place. All over the place. I mean, really, do we know much of anything different about what we knew in regards to risks and COVID now than we did last year, a year ago? A year ago. And in fact, you know, just right now, we, we strengthened, strengthened the points that were made that we knew back then a year ago. I said 80%, 80% of the people that have been hospitalized due to COVID um, had an issue with obesity. We all know about the age factor. We knew all of this. We knew this. All this, this other stuff out there, we, we again, um, from an epidemiological point of view, I, I never got it from the beginning. Why are you, again, from the beginning, why the hell are you shutting down everything except these few stores? Forcing everybody to go to those few stores. You explain to me how that makes sense. Can't. Can't. And there's Fauci now. He's getting actually asked questions about people that have been vaccinated. 
And what what should they do? What should they do? Well, we don't you know, following any science. They're telling people that, that have been vaccinated that they should still wear masks and they probably shouldn't travel. Oh, okay. Whatever, guy. Watchdog on WallStreet.com. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers.